going to be that lucky and I not give a homily. <clears throat> Bear with me. I'm fighting these allergies. I just got back from Rome on Friday night. And uh, it was a wonderful trip. And I prayed for you there. Uh, not only in Rome, but also this little town we spent a couple days in, Natuno, where St. Maria Goretti is buried and got to pray at her tomb for you. Um, so, what an important thing for us tonight, huh? To have nine of our own peers say yes to Jesus in a deeper way. In a very real way, huh? This gospel, it's a powerful gospel. I don't know. I've never asked anyone in my life, do you love me? That's pretty risky. Of me, you're probably all thinking, yeah, that's why you're a celibate bishop. <clears throat> you should have been asking. No, but that seems desperate, doesn't it? Guys, don't do that. It's not going to look good, right? But look how vulnerable Jesus is. How completely vulnerable to be that risky and to look at Peter and ask, do you love me? Amazing. And he asks us. He asks us. And what's so powerful about the nine of you tonight is that you're saying publicly. Just like Peter did, because John heard it, obviously. You're saying publicly, Jesus, we love you. And that does more for us than it does for you. You might find that hard to believe. But the truth that is Jesus is never old. Our faith is not old. Life is new when we live it in faith. It's interesting too, huh? He asks, <clears throat> do you love me? He doesn't ask, are you going to deny me again? He doesn't ask, how much money do you have? He doesn't ask, what kind of career are you planning on doing? He simply asks, do you love me? And then the rest takes care of itself. And then he says to him, what he said to him the first time. Pope Francis had a great line about this. In this questioning with Jesus, Jesus doesn't call him Simon Peter. That's the name Jesus gave him. He said, Simon, you are now Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. But instead, he goes back to the first name that he called him. When he wasn't yet the first pope, he wasn't yet an apostle, a disciple. He was just starting to become Jesus' friend. So he's asking his friend, not the head of the church, not all those other things. He's looking at his friend with those tender eyes and saying, do you love me? St. Augustine says, he asked him three times to undo the three denials. When he denied him three times, Peter needed to hear, hear himself say, I love you, Lord, more than Jesus needed to hear it. And the same with us. 
Yes, Jesus wants to hear it from us. He desires our love. But we need to hear ourselves say it. It undoes the no's of our lives. It undoes those sins, those regrets that we can live with. Peter then is asked the same thing that he was asked. The first thing Jesus said to him is, follow me. And he ends it the same way. The last thing he says to Peter recorded in the Gospel of John is follow me. My dear young people, follow him wherever he leads. And don't be afraid that there's going to be some consequences, even negative ones. The Acts of the Apostles we've been reading, huh? They told them, no more. Knock it off. Quit talking about that name. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even say his name. All right? So stop it. Don't talk about that name anymore. So what do they do? They leave the synagogue, and they're all fired up because they can finally suffer something for Jesus. Some of you heard me tell you on Good Friday. Someone died for you. Imagine walking across campus after Mass tonight, and there's a car coming, and a complete stranger jumps in front of the car, pushes you out of the way, and dies for you. What difference would that make in your life? Or if someone took a bullet for you? Well, Jesus takes more than a bullet for us. He gives us his complete self, not only to die for us, but to forgive us and to save us and to set us free. So, my dear young people, as you come to the last week of your classes, for some of you, they're your last week of classes ever. For some, your first classes ever. That was funny. It was funnier in my head. <laughs> Don't forget him. This Jesus who loves you. Don't forget him over the summer. This Jesus who died for you. For you. Don't forget him. When he asks, do you love me? Smile and say yes. And then listen to him say, okay, then get your butt to mass. Because it's in our actions. Right? It's what we do to show that love. And he loves every detail of our lives. Isn't that something? There's all sorts of theories on why, what the symbolism is of 153 sh fish. <laughs> the best one? I just read it. There's no symbolism at all. There were 153 fish. <laughs> it's not rocket science. These are a bunch of fishermen, and they love to count their fish. And they were amazed by it. And so was Jesus. He knew they'd count them. He knows us. He knows us. If you love fish, so does he. He makes some breakfast. I wouldn't eat fish for breakfast myself, but he's God, so he can. But my last little lesson for you. So they were out fishing all night. They're sad, actually, right, when he appears to them this time. 
and when Peter says, I'm going to go fishing, he's not thinking about fishing the way you think about fishing, like fly fishing. Or, no, this, he's saying, I'm going back to my old way of life. That was his career. It was his job. And the others followed suit and said, we're coming with you. But their old job didn't work. And Jesus says to them, throw your nets in again. Dear young people, that's my advice to you. Don't get discouraged by a world that seems to be going more crazy every week. Keep throwing out your net and make a difference by giving your life. Nothing less. By giving your life. Gosh, does it give freedom. As your bishop, I just feel so free because they can't do anything to me. They kill me, I win. They don't kill me, I win. They throw me in prison, I win. They don't throw me in prison, I win. There's no losing. Do I believe that? And do I live that way? With a freedom and a joy and a confidence? Right? So, what a wonderful time. He's more interested, Jesus is, than in 153 fish. He's interested in every one of us. Someone died for you.